Oh, I should have paused it, you knob. Please remain seated. You are now entering the nerd bunker. Welcome to the third edition of Nerdbunk Podcast. I'm Michael, and tonight I'm joined by... Me! My name's Hayley. Hello. I, I said that like uh, <laughs> I was expecting someone else, you know, my guest tonight. It's, it's... not somebody terribly exciting. <laughs> I apologise. It's, it's just always me. you, and that, that sounded really bad on my part. This is our third week. You think we'd be getting the hang of it? No. Well, no. <laughs> um, it's getting better. Stick with us. Um, the recording's getting better. Everything's getting better. We're getting better. It's it's a learning curve. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Rome was not built in a day. Neither was the podcast. No. Let's start with what have you been watching, reading, listening to, buying, playing? Oh, buying. Well, I load of rubbish from my kitchen, but that's not very interesting. Um, watching. Depends if you're a kitchen nerd. Oh, I am a kitchen nerd. I got a new tea and uh, coffee pot, but I'm not supposed to keep buying things for the kitchen, so shh. <laughs> As a kid, my nan never washed her teapot up. What? You'd you'd swill it out, but you'd never wash it up because it'd get that, like, tanning stain. Yeah. And I remember as a kid, I washed it up once and I got an absolute bollocking for it. Yeah, and you know what? Um, things like frying pans. My mum and dad never washed pans like that. You sort of, God, this is disgusting. You kind of preserve the flavour in it or something. <laughs> and I'm like, get it in the dishwasher. And of course, they never had a dishwasher. They used hands. Strange. I don't have a dishwasher. You don't have a dishwasher? No. Are we going to spend this entire episode talking about kitchens? No, I'm just thinking <laughs> we're going completely distracted. We've not even got started yet. Oh my God, this is a podcast about kitchens and dishwashers. (laughs) It's not. We apologise. Right. This week, um, a couple of things. There's a programme on Netflix um, called The History of Swearing. And I thought, all right, give that a go. Thoroughly disappointed, I have to say. Um, The first episode was about the F word. Fair enough. Um, and he's giving it the big one, saying it's the worst swear word and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sat there watching it thinking, have we forgotten about the C word? Not even a mention. Um, And there's about 10 episodes, I think, in this series, and none of them are about the C word. And I I was heartily disappointed because I expected an entire episode on it. Is is it American? Or... Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, actually, they did mention the C word once in the F word episode, and it was an English person that said it, like conversationally saying the F word, and they included the C word as well. Um, I, I never knew that um, the Americans don't, really say the word bollocks do they oh, i bet they don't say wanker either do they no although it was on an episode of the simpsons i think you i, I get confused but um you two or whatever a band was on an airplane and they called somebody a wanker and i'm like 
and because it, it wasn't really a swear word to them, so that must have been one of the uh, after dark Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I expected some a good half an hour's worth of swearing, and it just wasn't what I was expecting. So never mind. So that's a miss. Yeah. Um, I watched a program on BBC Three um, called The Science-ish of Stranger Things. Um, and I think they do it about different uh, TV shows and they break down... So is that a podcast? Uh, uh, there's a podcast called Science-ish done by two doctors and they look at the science behind popular films and um, TV shows and books and stuff. Maybe it's the same thing. Um, but this was on BBC Three, which I don't think is actually a channel anymore. It's just an online channel. Maybe wrong. Um, but yeah, they do it about different films and TV show- shows, and they break down the science in sci-fi, basically. Um, so I watched the Stranger Things one. Um, it's quite entertaining. But one thing really, really stuck out, and it was a real... Um, experiment that some Russian scientists did however many years ago it was in black and white um, on dogs and it was kind of distressing me while I was watching it Um, and he had a normal German Shepherd and a puppy just some sort of random puppy and he oh god this is awful Um, he severed the puppy behind its front two paws and physically attached it to the German Shepherd yes, on I've, its spinal column. I, I've heard about that before. I think that was on a podcast. Yeah, completely and, real. And I was listening, it was like, ah, that's, that's gross. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I, I kind of didn't want to say it because it sounds so awful. And, you know, I'm a doggy person anyway. Um... And I kind of wanted to shut my eyes when it came on, but it just looked like the puppy was, like, laying on top of the back of the dog. Um, and I'm getting a bit, like, stressed out watching it. Um, but then they said that, actually, this Russian scientist... Um, I should know his name, really. Um, if it wasn't for him, then things like procedures for heart transplants that we use today... Um, like wouldn't be where they're at. He like trained people how to do heart transplants, and those techniques are still being used today. So that kind of balances out the whole Frankenstein dog bit. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I was like, what, what the hell am I watching? This is BBC Three, and there's like Frankenstein dogs, but like there was the human you know... centipede, but for dogs. Oh God. No, that's a different episode. We're not we're not going down the um human centipede rabbit hole today. I need to um steal myself <laughs> before we start talking about those cyberpunk. Now I mentioned this on the first episode. Um I was really excited. I've been really excited about getting that game since, you know, they first started twittering on about it. And I think I've got to the point where I'm not going to get it, which is like massive for me because it was like part of the reason I raced to get the PlayStation 5. Um, and my, my friend that's got a PlayStation 5, um, he's uh, got Cyberpunk and he's just really, really disappointed 
Um, there is a lot of customization and everything. You know, it's it's a sandbox type game that I really like. But it's all in first person, apparently. Um, so you don't even get to see your character the majority of the time. And sounds a bit rubbish. Yeah, and that's not even including all you this. Can put a nice a nice pair of gloves on. Well, oh yeah, I can see my gloves. Um, Pink fingernails. But all the... <laughs> yeah, but all this trouble that they've had with the release and the technology. I think any decent games fan would say they would rather wait and have a decent game than something released too early. Even if it does go on and on a bit, you don't want a game that's crap to play. Um, but even now, say my friend's been playing it and he just said, it's just don't rate it. And he loved Red Dead 2 as much as I did. So I know, you know, we're on the same level. Well, yeah, but we're on the same level in the gaming world. So if he don't like it, you know, I'm a bit, should I not bother? Yeah. So that saved the money. I think they've been a bit slow on the releases of some of the games for PlayStation 5. There doesn't seem to be that much available. No, not for me anyway. Um, I say now I'm waiting for the Harry Potter game to come out and um, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, whatever that's called. Um, I didn't actually finish the first game, um, but I got it quite late on. Really enjoyed it. Um, so I'm just waiting for the new one to come out. So, you know, I've basically got a PlayStation 5 sat there, not being played. Um, apart from a little boy that plays the free game that came with it. Does it, it back plays the PlayStation 4, though, doesn't it? It's backwards compatible. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've still not played... Is it called Last of Us? Yes. Yeah, I've not played that. That is supposed to be really, really good. Um, but if it's a game where I have to give it like my all and play it for three hours a night so I stay in the zone, that's not going to happen because I just haven't got time for that sort of business currently. That's why I'm still stuck on Vermintide 2, so that uh, I can just log on, play a match, bash the hell out of a few Skaven and then log off yeah. and I'm sort of done within 10 minutes. And it's like, yeah, that's that's easy Well, actually... And it's set in the Warhammer world, the old world, so yeah. I'm happy. Because um, we've got a Switch as well. Um, and I've got... Um, what's it called? Whatever... Animal Crossing. Oh, I got rid of that. I got bored of it. Um, Zelda? Um, no, um, whatever iteration of Super Mario Brothers world the 2d one but the you know they repackage it they add some extra bits whatever the latest one is um i got that for my little one to play um and he had a gobber it's a bit difficult for him so i'll just pick that up and have a little go <laughs> and put it back down again <laughs> you know um so that's probably why i've been watching more stuff because i ain't got a game uh to keep me going um but the other thing um, again, I mentioned this in the first episode. It was my, on my top 10, it was my honorary mention, uh, Vikings. Um, the last part of the last series is now on Amazon. 
I think it dropped a couple of days after I was expecting it to. Um, but I've decided to start watching it from the beginning again. I wanted to be in the zone to appreciate it. Yeah, so, I, need, I need to finish watching it. I've ju- I think I've just finished watching the first series. And it's kind of nice, a little bit sad, sort of seeing Ragnar and knowing how it goes and what happens and just thinking, you know, mate, just chill out a bit. You know, maybe slightly more content with what you've got because it's all going to go pear-shaped. But, you know, (laughs) it's a TV series. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Oh, God, isn't it? Um, but the last thing, and it's not something I've actually watched yet, because I believe it's on tonight, um, something I'm looking forward to. On BBC4, there's a series starting called Marco Mode Secrets of Cinema. Um, so that feeds into my little nerdy um, background of cinema, film and what have you. Um, I think one of the episodes is something in along the lines of what is a British sense of humour and they'll sort of pick it apart and go into the yeah. films and it's sort of like a visual essay. Not carry-ons. Um, I think it will be featured, obviously. Have you seen, there is a video on YouTube of someone's done a um, Star Wars A New Hope, but it's done in the carry-on style. No. Oh my God, it's... you so have to send me that. Oh, it's it's awful. Oh, find it and send it to me. Find yeah, it. Yeah, I'll dig it out later. Because I, I do post it up, but... I do quite like um you know when they do like nineties advert versions of The Witcher or a couple of different things I've seen and they make it into like this nineties version. They're they're quite fun. I'm sure there was one on The Witcher. But yeah, um that was about me for this week. So have you been doing anything terribly exciting with yourself? Uh, short answer, no. <laughs> um, what did I watch? Uh, yesterday I watched the uh, original Alice in Wonderland from Disney. That's about all I've watched, really. I've been kind of busy doing stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I watch a lot of how to improve DM skills and crap like that oh okay do Um, you feel improved no because it all goes out the window when you actually play it and your players are like oh you're gonna go do this (laughs) bloody awful players like me (laughs) would it be possible do you think if i did this reading wise i'm still reading folly of the world all right i do pick these big books so they tend to take me a while um listening i've just I've been mainly listening to like uh, list musical lists on Spotify. Um, I've listened to a couple of podcasts. Uh, I listened to the Good Friends of Jackson Elias, which is a Call of Cthulhu podcast. Yeah. Um, but mostly, I've been listening to Audible. So I've just finished the second book in Joe Abercrombie's First Law series. Right. Um, that's before they were before they are hanged. And I think today I just started The Great Hunt, which is the second book in Robert Jordan's 14-book epic series of The Wheel of Time. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's a massive, great big slab of story. I don't know if I've got it in me to read out that brick-like 
it's I read it when did I read it? I read it probably eight, nine years ago. And I think I got to about book eight. Eight of twelve. But I read them one after fourteen. Oh fourteen, correct. But I read them one after the other, so then I kind of overdid it. Yeah. Um but now I've decided I'm gonna start doing it through Audible so I can just listen to it. Yeah, yeah. But I like to leave a while between I between listenings. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing really. Good, good. Um played a few D D bits, bit of vermin tide, but that's been it really. Yeah. Bit of a sad nerd. <laughs> we have just started a new um D D campaign though, haven't we? Um one of our friends is running it the tomb of annihilation yep i'm looking forward to that. that's one of the modules that i actually wanted to play yeah but i know that it can be a bit of a meat grinder well i did see um and i didn't know if i should have admitted it or not but i have seen somebody play a bit of it but in complete honesty i don't remember any of the story or anything that happened i just remember them traveling a lot um and it was it was basically a hex crawl. Um so Yeah, I'm sure it'd be homebrewed. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I can't see um our friend doing that. Um but I do like all our the characters that are coming out. Oh, I've never laughed so hard. Um <laughs> Um I can't remember any of the character names. Um but the little halfling that sounds like uh, George Formby. Yeah. That's uh, not the guy that makes the grills. That's the uh, <laughs> Lancashire uh, banjo player. Yeah, 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 banjo player. Oh, ukulele. It was a ukulele. U- oh, did you play both? Maybe. Um, oh God, so funny, so funny. Um, and you're a bit of a miserable git, aren't you? I'm a, I'm a serious ex-soldier. <laughs> you're a miserable git. You're all going left. I'm going right. Fuck you, lot. Yeah. yeah, one's a big glittery. <laughs> Dragonborn. Oh, my my wonderful Dragonborn bard. I've never it, played a bard before, it, it so I thought I'd better like go a, all out. Sounds a bit like a drag queen. A drag well. queen dragonborn bard. <laughs> well, that's a mouthful. We've um we we've established that they like the um what's it called when you say he or she? I can't remember. Um the how you introduce yourself um she's definitely a she but what's going on downstairs we haven't discussed um but i don't know if dragonborn what sort of business downstairs they have anyway <laughs> are they because rep- dragons are like reptiles so they lay eggs because you get dragon eggs oh yeah i've not really read much into dragonborn to be honest because she doesn't have wings or a tail, as we established from like the player's handbook, but I've given her the tail and the um, wings as part of a costume because she's a bard. So I'm really, really hoping that, and I've hinted it a few times, that um, it's a bit of a Pinocchio story and she may get her wings and tail one day. So um, <laughs> we'll see if it... So, so basically what... What we're asking is, if anyone's listening, they can email in and tell us whether dragonborns have penises. <laughs> the age-old question. Yes. In a nutshell. 
Swiftly moving on. This week, we're talking about cartoons. Cartoons. And not the highfalutin anime intelligent ones. We're talking about Saturday morning kids club. I'm glad you said that because I know nothing about anime. (laughs) I like to think I do, but I don't really. I do enjoy watching like adult animation. Um, but no, we're talking cartoons, cartoons. To be honest, I don't watch. You get our camera. Is it the Adventure Bro Bros or Summit? There's a lot of Adult Swim ones, and I don't really watch any of them. Oh, I've seen some of that. Um, I don't know much about it to be I honest. I think it might be too intelligent for me. Just because you're in there doesn't mean you have to be clever. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. You see, is it a geek or a nerd? uh, Well, see, I was always under the impression that geek referred to being geeky about something that wasn't popular, so like watching Star Trek. But a nerd was actually an intelligent person, Um, a a brain, I think they might call it in America. See, I always thought it was the other way around. To me, a geek would always have the pens in the shirt pocket. Go to school with a briefcase um, <laughs> and be really a high powered businessman. You know, just going to- totally off track. Um, when we were at school, um, everybody had rucksacks, and in like the first few years, you only ever had your rucksack on one shoulder because that was the cool thing to do. And then by the time I got to year 10, when I decided that I wasn't going to be part of your popular club and I was going to be a geek on my own that did what I wanted, I wore two straps of my rucksack. I did. And that made me stand out from the crowd. <laughs> See, we used to have a... Um, we had the options of a, a blue shirt or a red shirt. So it'd be a blue shirt with a red tie or a red shirt with a blue tie. Well, everyone yeah. wore a blue shirt. And I'd always have a red one. Just because mm. it was different. <laughs> you awkward. That's bastard. what my mum would say. Because like, <laughs> she's like, "Where the hell am I going to buy a red shirt from?" Can't you just fit in, Michael? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're digressing. <laughs> Cartoons. I know we've not even started yet, have we? Cartoons. Um. So, cartoons. What we're talking? We've got after school. We've got Saturday mornings. What do cartoons mean to you? After school, well, when I was a kid, it wasn't really... After school was just like... I don't even know if CBBC was a thing then. It was... You only sort of had a couple of hours before the six o'clock news came on. And then it was took up with Blue Peter News. Yeah. Um... Neighbours. It was all bloody... Rubbish, so you only had a few. Yeah. The thing, I suppose my earliest memories of cartoons would be Saturday mornings, and uh, I don't know if we're allowed to say him, he's not politically correct now, but it was Rolf's Cartoon Club. Oh, Rolf Harris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I used to watch his... Do you know what it is yet? Oh, my God, that was my Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we've got no listeners in Australia yet, <laughs> Pedophilia aside, um, I used to enjoy the entertainment of watching Ralph Harris, but carry on. Yeah, but it was just, it was mainly watching him. Because um, he'd do his little drawing and you'd 
good. You know, you'd be like, oh, who is it? And then you'd always be disappointed when it yeah. was a Disney one. They obviously didn't want to pay all the money. Oh, okay. So you only ever got like a snippet. You'd get like yeah. three minutes of that. Whereas a Looney Tunes, they show you the whole cartoons. Ah, yeah, they obviously had a deal going, didn't they? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's... I don't know, it's one of them things. Cartoons has always been there. Yeah. See, I remember I, I'd come home from school. We'd watch the Jetsons and all the early 60s cartoons. Well, they, they were always repeated. So, you know, I distinctly remember watching the Jetsons. Um, but clearly it was a repeat. Um, but I think that was definitely more of a Saturday morning job or a weekday morning in the holidays. Because um, after school, like you said, it was probably only, I don't know, an hour and a half or something before you had Blue Peter News Round, Neighbours. Um, and whether you watched ITV or BBC, we always watched BBC in my house. Yeah, we were not really ITV family. Oh, it's a bit... A bit uh, it doesn't mean anything anymore, but I think it was a bit sort of snooty. Um in them days, wasn't it? You know, the people that watched the BBC and the people that watched ITV. You don't watch ITV for uh, Coronation Street. Or oh, Blind Day. And Gladiators. Ooh. <laughs> I was too old then. What? You can't be too old to watch Gladiators. <sighs> I was going out and stuff then. You out? You went out? You're supposed to be a nerd. You should be at home with your head in a book. That's when I hit my nerdism. Oh, <laughs> you went through the phase of, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm going to go out. I, I, I deny, <laughs> deny all knowledge of it. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but, yeah, I remember I'd come home from school and it'd be, like, the broom cupboard, I think it was, and you had, like, Gordon the Gopher and then it went on to Ed the Duck. They always had some sort of puppet um, getting involved. Um, yeah, so... Saturday mornings were definitely different. That was more of a entertainment show. Um, again, it felt like it was on for three hours. It was probably only ever on for one hour or something. Um, and they'd always have a couple of cartoons involved. What What was your Saturday morning program? Because I mean, I had things like a multicolored swap shop. No, I ain't that old. Noel Edmonds. Um... <laughs> I think the first one I remember. Was going live. Yeah. And then live and kicking. That was number 73. I think that was ITV. No, I don't remember them. It's weird because, I mean, you're not that much older than me, but how TV programmes changed very quickly over a, a relatively short space of time. Yeah. Um, but I say they did repeat everything. I mean, I remember watching Follyfoot Farm and that were a 70s thing, wasn't it? Did you ever watch that? No. Something to do with horses set on the farm, anyway. It sounded a bit like a girls' programme. A girls' programme? Of course, it had horses in it. <laughs> it was set on the farm, that's all I can remember. Um, yeah, that's. I lived in the countryside, so that had no interest um, to me. Fair enough. Um, but I think more for me, um, the cartoons that mattered more to me were the ones that I watched, because I, I used to get up early. Um, I'd always be up early in the morning. Um, so, like, Channel 4, before the normal kids' programmes started, 
they'd always have a, a run of cartoons that were the same ones in the same order. Different episodes, obviously, but you always knew what were coming next. You know, they'd like have My Little Pony, then Transformers, then da 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 da. So you knew where you stood. <laughs> um, which comparatively now, um, you know, my my little boy he watches whatever the hell he wants, whenever he wants, pauses it, rewinds it, fast forwards it. The thing is, though, now you've got like Sky or On Demand and you've got TV Pro, Kids Cartoons, Cartoon Network 24-7. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, even non-stop. yeah, even the, you've got the difference now, like when, because um, my partner's a few years younger than me, so he was of the age where they had Cartoon Network and I didn't have that. Um, and watching, you know, 24 hours a day cartoons you know, I didn't get that. They did. Um, and now, say, uh, my little boy doesn't even really watch TV. He watches things on YouTube. And there are cartoons on it. You just have to be careful. You know, don't watch the Glaswegian Peppa Pig. Or... Oh, it, it's... Oh, no, no, it's the kids' YouTube. It's not... Um... <laughs> the swearing postman pat. <laughs> no, no. Um, but if I was gonna say my top three cartoons, um, number one, without a doubt, has got to be Thundercats. And the official description of said cartoon. Thundercats follows the adventures of a group of cat-like humanoid aliens from the planet Thundera. When the dying planet meets its end, the group, known as the Thundercats, is forced to flee its homeland. While leaving in their Thunder Fleet, the Thundercats are attacked by the mutants of Plundar. I don't know where they come up with these names. Plundar. Um, <laughs> who attack most of their starships. The damage means they cannot reach their intended destination, so they end up on Third Earth. <laughs> Not sure where Second Earth is, but we'll go with it. The Thundercats become friendly with the natives of Third Earth who help the cats when the mutants find out where they are and attack again. Is that Schlaf? Yeah! Um, I have absolutely no idea what happened in any of the episodes, but I just remember I always wanted to watch Again, it. I was probably a bit too old. My sister was into it. And I just remember that Mumra was cool, ah. but that was kind of all I liked from it. Yeah. Um, Jitara. I know she was the sort of like, what's it called? Acrobat. The cheetah one. Yeah, and she had a big stick. Um, Lion-O. Lion-O. Panthro. Wily Kit and Wily Cat. Oh, it's coming back to me now. Um, So, yeah, that would be number one. Um, Would you like to share? Um, I suppose one of my top three would be any any of the Looney Tunes cartoons. I I, I love Daffy Duck, uh, especially the one where it's like um, oh, wow. Daffy and Melvin the Martian both try to climb Mars. And I've got like, oh, I've got my disintegration ray. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wiley Coyote and yeah. Roadrunner, Yosemite Sam, Bugs Bunny, I love all of them. Yeah, Elmer Thud, Sylvester and Tweety Pie. That wascally wabbit. But, yeah, they were kind of the ones I grew up with. Mm-hmm. I just enjoyed watching them they're just like little five minute shorts you can oh, get wow. your teeth into i never even thought about them sort of cartoons yeah yeah 
Um, well, I'll give you my second one. Um, it's along the same lines, to be fair. Um, Jason the Wheeled Warriors. I may have seen it, but it's not ringing any bells. I have the theme tune in my head. I won't share it with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a bridge too far. Um, but I did my little, uh, you know, my preparation, bit of a Google on it. It's actually French-Canadian, which I didn't know. Um, came out in 1985. It was animated by a Japanese studio. Um, and it was created purely to support a line of toys. Um, so the toys came first, and then they're like, right, let's crack out a cartoon so that we can sell these toys. Um, As is often the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was... An ongoing storyline which was left unresolved with no series finale. Cause the toys didn't sell. So it just got <laughs> axed. Um but um the I, I can remember the plants that were a bit sort of scary attacking. Um but again I just remember it's something that I watched over and over again. Um so again that's another you know, it's similar to the Thundercats type. Um, affair but the other one my number three if we're doing the top three is Rugrats and I've included Rugrats I think that was early 90s now that was an after school cartoon but I remember watching that even when I was older and I still found it funny yeah I, I watched it I mean and if when did you say 90 it came 92. out in the early 90s, so yeah, I would have been, yeah, would have been 10. I was going to say, I would have been about 17. Yeah. Oh, blimey. <laughs> so yeah, I still watch age- it then. <laughs> age means a lot when it's that age, isn't it? But as soon as you hit like 30, 35 means like nothing. Um, but yeah, I, I would watch that when I was 10, but I would also watch it, you know, when I was 15, 16. And I still found it funny. Um, and something I found out a little while ago, but apparently, um, Chucky, um, was supposed to be like based on the idea of being Doctor Who. Um, they had some, in one episode, they had some Daleks in the background or something. And I think the person that designed the character had a leaning towards Doctor Who, apparently. I've not heard of that one. <laughs> there was definitely the Daleks in the background and they were Chucky's toys. Um, but, uh, yeah, I always remember... Um, oh, the girl, Angelica, that was the girl. You stupid babies! Um, and the adults were, like, completely stupid and clueless and didn't have a Scooby-Doo what was going on. Was, did, did the same people that did that, did they do the... Um... Is it the Wild Thornberries? I remember that cartoon. Um, that, that was sort of a family in Africa or something. Yeah, it? it looks very similar. Because it, it was all Nickelodeon, wasn't it? Nickelodeon. Yeah, then, which yeah. again, Nickelodeon was a channel, wasn't it? So they made stuff and they had it on their own channel. And then it came down to, you know, on the BBC well, or whatever. We didn't get Nickelodeon over here until satellite really became popular. Because I think it was oh, yeah. in the States for quite a while. Well, we didn't have... A sky dish until I don't know. I think I must have been sixteen or something. And even then, it were 
it was different. It was like this tiny little box, and you got all the dodgy German channels on it. Silly o'clock. My, my dad loves or loved technology, so we were quite an early. We got like a, a square reel. Oh what? A square reel. It was like a little square satellite dish. Um, oh wow! And it was it was just like whoa. <laughs> we only got the four TV channels then. Yeah. Um, oh, what were you watching on your little square dish then? Mostly MTV Europe. I remember MTV Europe. Probably proper yeah. music videos. Yeah, yeah. And like bangers ball and stuff. Yeah, was... MTV Europe. I, I I watched that, I think, when I was 15, 16. There used to be a show with a bloke on there. I can't remember his name now, but he'd sort of sit at a desk and it was yeah. people would ring in from all over Europe. And it was like live, I think. <sighs> See, I miss stuff like that. I know we've got so much more now and we've got access to you stuff. You look at MTV now and it's all. Well, it's not even... In, there's about five, like five different MTVs. I think there was a joke on a meme once about when was the last time MTV actually played music because on MTV they don't anymore, do they? It's like all these Visit My Crib or whatever it's reality called. Shows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that scripted reality. Oh, I'm not even going to start whinging about that because we'll be here all now. So that was my three. What did you only did one? Yeah, so my other two in no particular order would be the. Uh, 80s Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Ah, oh, yeah. Mainly because it's a subject I love, but it was just a really good cartoon as well. Um, again, you see, that was a cartoon that was just yeah. made to sell more D and D. But the actual role-playing game. Yeah, yeah, it was made in conjunction with. Uh, it was actually Marvel and TSR. Okay. Uh, and again, I think it was a Japanese company that did the animation for it because I imagine it was released in the US back in them days. It'd take over a year before we'd get anything over here. So films would come out and you'd be like, oh, I'm going to see this film. And then you have to wait a year. Yeah. Till with the UK got a release. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was one of them. Um, and the other one that I actually really love that my daughter actually got me into, and it's uh, Disney's Gravity Falls. Never heard of that. Um, so, yeah, it's basically um, these twin siblings, Dipper and Mabel Pines. And they get sent to their uh, great uncle's house, who runs a tourist trap in Gravity Falls, Oregon. But basically in it, they deal with paranormal forces and supernatural creatures. And it's just full of pop culture jokes, Easter eggs. It's kind of like everything I love. Oh, wow. Is that on Disney Channel now? Yeah, yeah, it's on Disney Plus at the minute. I think there's three series of it, three, four series of it, maybe more. Oh, okay. What was it called again? Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Oh, I might give that a little a little tinkle tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got like those little cryptid references of big... Fun. That's what pulls you in though, isn't it? When it's like a little, uh, a little warm feeling in the back of your head, you're like, oh, I got that private little joke, ooh. Um, what was that film? Ready Player One. Oh my god, I was bouncing around the living room when I watched that because it was. I've not seen. <gasps> it. I've not read the book and I've not seen it. You need to see that film. But I did read because Spielberg did it, didn't he? Yeah. And apparently he took out all his references, to, all the references to himself. I did hear that. Like so, I don't know how much of it was missing but i mean if you got no et no indiana jones if, i mean if they're in it anyway i'm not i'm not sure i need to rewatch it but literally um it was just like oh my god that's that oh my god that's that oh my god and like the entire film you know i'm just like jumping up and down i've done that on the trailer 
Yeah. Oh, there's the yeah. Iron Giant. Oh, look, there's... And near so the so. end, when they're fighting the big bad or whatever it is... Don't spoil it. No, nah, it's not going to spoil it. Um, But they, they crack out the weapon, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's the round, spinny thing from the film Crawl, which of... Oh, um, yeah, I know the one, but I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, and that literally, in that moment, because not loads of people have seen that film, you know... Um, but in that moment when I saw that, it was just like a fanfare went off in my head. I was like, oh my God, it's that thing from Crawl. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was like the best film that I'd seen in a really long time. So I got really excited about that. So, yeah, that's my top three, but it's like most of these things, it might change next week. Yeah, well, it does, doesn't it? I'll just, I'll see a video and it'll be like, oh, I remember that. Oh, that was way better than death of flipping duck. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll do this again <laughs> in six months' time. Say, what are your three favourite cartoons? Um, but yeah, mentioning the whole merchandise um, thing. Um, I mean, you don't think about that when you're a kid and you're watching the cartoon. Um, but a, a lot of um, of those cartoons in the like 80s and 90s they were all based around merchandise and some had um, comics as well yes and it was all literally just to keep selling more toys wasn't it yes um and i remember i think i had a couple of he-man toys she-ra toys um and there was like the magazine the sticker book um and they're, li- they're just trying to pull every penny they can out here. <laughs> the, the, he- the He-Man cartoon came out uh, two years after the toy was released. Wow. That's, that's long, isn't it? So it's just yeah, done to yeah. push up sales. Um, yeah. But we can't mention He-Man without mentioning Masters of the Universe, which is still a really good film. And I could watch that today and still enjoy it. And I've seen it a million times. Dolph Lundgren, they knew what they were doing. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me you like it. It's one I've actually seen, and it's all right. Ah, it's all right. Blimey. Um, I'll tell you something, though. The last time I watched it, which is is less than a year ago, I mean, you know Courtney Cox is in it. That's quite a a well-known... Oh, you know, Courtney Cox, and she's like one of the main characters. Yeah. No. I know she is. She was in Friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, but a big clangor that fell for me. Um, I was like, who's the bloke? Oh, bloody know who he is. And like literally the entire film, I could not, and I refused to Google it. I'm like, I know who he is. It's going to come to me. And at the end, in the credits, I can't remember his real name now, so I sound like an idiot. Tom Paris from Voyager, uh, Neil Duncan Smith, something like that. And as soon as the name came up, I was like, oh, my God, you're from Voyager. How did I not get that? Um, it was like uh, yesterday I watched uh, Mulan, finally got around to watching Mulan. Uh, fab film, by the way, I really enjoyed that. Um, and there was the Mulan's mum, and I'm sat there looking. 
I know where, I know where, I'm not going to Google it. Again, got to the end of the film. It was Keiko from Next Generation, another Star Trek actor. I'm like, bloody hell. I know these people, but when you're watching it and you see the face and it's like, oh God, what do I know you from? Oh. But I did get it eventually. Um, there was a point to what I was saying before I fell down <laughs> into the rabbit hole. <laughs> Um, we were on about cartoons to sell merchandise, to sell toys. Toys, because we've just, you know, had Christmas. Um, I got I got my little boy um, an action figure for um, Black Panther, because he, obviously he's not seen the film Black Panther because he's too young, but they see bits and bobs. and He's not alone there. Um, <laughs> it's a really good film. It sounds like I don't watch I don't, anything. I don't watch anything. I don't do anything. No, I'm not doing it. Um, but yeah, tiers of quality in toys is something that I've noticed. And I don't know if toys now were just shit. Um, or they sell better quality ones that are basically aimed at adults that are going to collect them. And they're a lot more expensive. And the ones that you get to give to your kids, oh, it were crap. Um, I think it were, I don't know, 15 quid. And it's a, the full-size one. And it, it was just really poorly made. And, you know, £15 for an action figure is not... I know with some of the Star Wars ones, they, um, they're released so awkwardly that it is done just to make a collector's market. Yeah. Like some of the C-3PO ones were done. Um, you'd get like one per box of toys. Yeah. Just just so that it was more rarer and then it would drive prices up and such. It was Yeah. Well it's it's all I mean, they've they spend millions on bloody scientists and psychologists that figure out how to get as much money <laughs> from us as possible. No, that's really cynical. But um, but it's true, isn't it? I mean, releasing a cartoon to sell a toy—it's the same thing. I'm sure there's a whole department at Amazon. Oh God, yeah. Just plucking my money out of my pocket. Um, do you have any? Because I know you're a hoarder. Um, do you keep anything fresh in box or whatever the nerdy term for that is? Uh, you won't see it on the podcast, but but uh, that was Darth Vader mint on card. Oh, I can see a fresh inbox. It was a black figure, but I couldn't actually see what it was. Ah, <laughs> as you rattle the toys off your shelves. That's an original 1980s Bosque Empire Strikes Back. See, that. this brings me on to my next point. Um, now, when it was on, I texted you. Um, I just happened to be watching the news and a programme came on the news about Star Wars toys. And I'm like, where, where? Um, and on BBC News 24, you know, they, they have these special little shows that they pop in every now and again. Um, and it's called Toy Empire, the British force behind Star Wars toys. Um, it's still on BBC iPlayer for 21 days or so, so you may go and watch it. At the time of recording. At the time of recording, when you listen to this in five years, it's probably not going to be there. Um, but, you know, little programmes like that I find really interesting. They talk about troubles at the factory, 
Um, and they were trying to make these toys from plans sent from America, um, but they didn't have the right tooling equipment. Um, and there was no way that they were going to sell the same amount in England that they would sell in America. So they had to redesign some of the toys. Um, the Death Star in America didn't actually look anything like the Death Star. It was this, I don't know, four-story bit of plastic. Um, and the British one, they actually made it like half a dome and it was made out of cardboard. And they put a mirrored floor yes. in it. Um, I did use to own Oh, one. wow, really? The, the, the English one. Oh. But I sold it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what's, oh, what's the company? Palitoy. Yeah, well, they, Palitoy. Palitoy. They made um, Action Man. Yes. Star Wars. Um, and they were part of the General Mills group. So that owned a toy. Yeah. Uh, like their own Kenner. Made Star Wars in the states yeah yeah um, yeah yeah but toys and they made, they owned all these different little toy companies around the world but yeah all that all my toys were palatoid toys yeah um and where did they go Kabu. Oh, God. all my action man i didn't know they didn't make action man anymore yeah in fact i think um, according to that program because none of the shops wanted to take the star wars merchandise they thought it was some obscure little sci-fi film a bit of a b-movie um that wasn't going to go anywhere um so they at the this palitoy company um they actually did some sort of a deal giving them the action man toys at a special price yes, i think or i think yeah i think they said you had you had to stock so much Star Wars to sort of get action, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, cra- it's crackers when you think about it, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, but I remember seeing on that programme they had a Palitoy Boba Fett and it went for like two grand. And I thought, yeah. Cheap. But I wonder if you've got one of them. <laughs> I've had a Palitoy Mail Away Boba Fett, but not a Mint on Card. Um, um, I, to be honest, I'd say my, a mint on card Boba Fett on a Palatoy card would be three, four grand easy now. Wow. I mean, the price of Star Wars toys has gone crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. I know that a Palatoy vinyl caped Jawa, you know, little Houtini, mm. the little Jawas. <laughs> yeah. I know that a Palatoy, I mean, a vinyl cape one of them is rare as anyway, but a Vinyl cake one on a Palatoy card uh, sold for just over 12 grand. Wow. Uh, and that's still tiny compared to like, um, uh, do you remember the cartoon, dragging it back to cartoons, uh, there was Droids cartoon. But, yeah, vaguely. It was yeah. C3P and R2D2. And there was a figure in that called Vlix. Yeah. And he's the rarest commercially released Star Wars toy to buy. They only released him in Brazil. And a mint on card, one of him, sold for £43,425. Whoa. Yeah, you're Jesus. talking. Star Wars collector now is way out of my league. It's it's now all these toys that, all these people that bought these toys have now got disposable income. And but, I mean, you say, I say that, but Lego, uh, in 2007 for the 30th anniversary, um, did these sort of silver C-3PO's, little minifigures, they did 10,000 yeah. of them. And they sell for about a grand each. And then they did um, they did five solid gold ones. Solid gold Lego C-3PO figures. Um, there's, there's five of them. 
uh, and they're about seven and a bit grand if you can find one. But it's crazy. Solid gold. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, it's mad, isn't it? Uh, and collecting things in general. Um, I remember my my parents used to collect a lot of uh, like decorative ornament type things. Uh, I think in the nineties, uh, myth and magic was quite big. These like oh, it was like a wizard with a, a crystal. Yeah, it was like a metal, yeah, a metal mini diorama. Yeah, with some sort of a crystal on it, and they spent a bloody fortune on them and they'd get it for a birthday present and a christmas present and now you literally cannot give them away nobody wants this crap and they spent a fortune on them you know um and i well when i were a little kid i think everybody goes through a phase of collecting rubbers erasers (laughs) um smelly ones ones in the shape of pencils or a toothbrush um but i collected uh, bad taste bears. Do you remember them? Vaguely. Um, are they little like ornament things? Yeah. Um, slightly rude. Um, there was one I had, and it was a Henry Hoover, and the end of the Hoover was in a place downstairs. Um, and they, I had one of the original ones, um, because they did like a re-release, and they were worth about two or three hundred pound. Um, I broke mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of that story. <laughs> um, but I've never really bothered to collect anything else. Uh, I don't know. I suppose I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a minimalist, but I do end up with a bit of clutter. Um, so I keep having a clear out. I, I'm a lazy minimalist, <laughs> and I hoard everything. <laughs> I collect for you. <laughs> okay. To finish off, then, um, we'll just mention. A couple of toys um, that we both liked when we were younger, um, as this is a cartoony slash merchandise episode. And first, my disappointments as a child. I really wanted a Mr Frosty, and I never bloody got one. <laughs> it would have tasted like shit if he did. It was just. I really wanted a Mr Frosty. You just turned the back. And the solid ice cube turned into this beautiful slush, which you added a little bit of enumbery coloured stuff, and it made this totally cool drink. Now, I do know people that have had one, and apparently crushing the ice was fucking hard, and it never really worked. <laughs> it's <laughs> a cheap really... plastic toy with a solid <laughs> block of ice. You can kind of see where that's going. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my second major disappointment as a child, I really wanted an a la carte kitchen. Now, I just remember seeing the advert and there was a little girl stood next to a pile of plastic. Um, somehow she put some baked beans in a little saucepan on top of it and it warmed the, the beans up and she put them on a slice of toast and gave it to her dad. Now, for whatever reason, I thought that was amazing. And I really wanted one. And I never got one. Um, it probably took about 45 batteries, then big ones. Um, so you could heat your... <laughs> yeah, or a D. Oh my God, a D. To heat your beans up. Um, so yeah, they were, they were my major disappointments. I suppose my biggest disappointment was I wanted a Action Man command tower. Right. It was like a big orange 
plastic tower. You've got a zip slide and oh, that sounds cool. Tower, so you've got a cargo net, <laughs> and I never got one. Bloody parents! I made one, and I remember at the time I was so gutted that it wasn't the bright orange action man one. But the one he made was probably a thousand times better. But being the ungrateful little shit I was, <laughs> it was like, oh, that's not the original one. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. So it's it's like, oh, I was disappointed I didn't get it, but I got something better. Yeah, but you didn't see but that it was better. I didn't see it at the time. Now it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. It did yeah. this and got this and little garage for the Jeep to go in. And it wasn't the one I saw on TV. See, we bought... Power of marketing. <laughs> yeah. Um, not this Christmas, but the one before, um, we bought um, my son a Super City garage, which is basically one of these big ass uh, garage type things with a lift and parking spaces and chutes that the cars go down and all the bells and whistles. You know, we've got one kid. We're going to get him, hopefully, what, you know, his version of your action man tower. 100 quid this thing cost. What a pile of crap. It was the cheapest, flimsiest plastic that broke basically when you breathed on it. Um, £100 quite a lot, you know, for this... Not kid-proof. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. But um, So your action mantel probably was a lot better. But um, a couple of toys I did get um, that meant a lot to me. Um, my Thundercat sword. Oh, God, I used to love running around with that. Um, and the middle bit lit up, yeah, like Lionos did, you know. Um, so I was always giving it the thunder, thunder, thundercats running around the house. Um, I did put a hole in the wall upstairs next to my bedroom with it. I don't remember getting told off, so I probably had a deal going with my mum, and we probably didn't tell my dad about it. <laughs> but that was my number one toy, I think. Um, apart from that, we used to just play shops a lot. Um, so that was purely what would you call it, theatre of the mind. Did, did you have one of the like the post office counters? No, I just used to pull my desk across my uh, doorway and my bedroom, and then pretend to sell everything <laughs> out of my bedroom. I don't know. It it worked. That's all I can say. And then probably when I was a little bit older. Um, Meccano. I never got into Lego. Meccano was a bit more serious, you know. My dad used to go away and he'd always buy loads of Lego for when he came back. And I used to have all the, um, surprise, surprise, actually, I've still got it all. (laughs) Have you really? Box in the loft, yeah. I've got like, um, the bright yellow Lego castle. Oh, wow. uh, The armoured in. I've got quite a lot of Lego space as well. You know, like, um, Benny from the Lego movie, the astronaut. Yeah. It's, I've got like loads of him from like the proper sets. See, you could sell all your gear, make a fortune, and retire. Have you not considered no. this? No, I can't do that. I'm going to be building that Lego when I retire. <laughs> I can't sell it? All right. Is that your retirement plan? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be sat there at the kitchen table, cup of tea, collect my pension, and then go and build a Lego castle. Your poor wife wants a villa in Spain. <laughs> Feet up, cocktail. Florida. And you're like, oh, Florida, sorry. Florida, not Spain. <laughs> and you're like, no, I'm going to put my Lego castle together that I've had for the past 70 years. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Go on, what else did you have then? Oh, um, so 
the toys I used to probably mean the most to me, other than my Lego, uh, I used to love, they used to be called Zoids. Eh? Um, and they were like these little model kits that you'd put together and they'd build like these dinosaurs and they were, you'd wind them up and then they'd sort of move along. Uh, they were based on, oh, what's the Japanese name for it? Where they got like a little driver in, like a giant Godzilla. Um, but they were like a mechanical version of them. And used to, they used to clip together and push fit. Um, oh, right, yeah. I was playing with them because yeah. it was all interchangeable. Obviously, as I've said probably several times, was Star Wars toys. Yeah, I saw that coming a mile off. But... <laughs> My favourite Star Wars toy was probably the Snow Speeder. Always yeah. wanted an Atat, but I was never rich enough to to get one. So I always got like a, a little ships like the X-Wing yeah. See, and when the Snow Speeder. I was scouring uh, ebay of which you helped because little and wanted an at desperately we found quite a decent one didn't we actually i was expecting to get some sort of crappy old big thing but um whatever version it is um the galactic heroes yeah yeah um the legs come off a little bit too easily um which frustrates him but then he's only four so um but it's got the proper sound effect the two little guns at the front move, and it lights up, and that made his day. So that was a winner. When we were looking, I was found it. I was like, "Ooh, oh, I quite like that." Is is it wrong to want that at forty? <laughs> you, <laughs> you can come round and visit it when we're out of lockdown. When he's finished with it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll sell it to you for about two hundred quid. You might order it. Oh God, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Mum, can I put this in the loft? No. <laughs> Sell it, get rid of it, buy something else. Other than Star Wars toys, I got quite into uh, Action Force toys, which were basically Action Man scaled down to Star Wars toy size, so three and a quarter inches. All right. They were Action Force in the UK because they were made by Palatoy. Uh, they later became G.I. Joe, which was the American yeah. version. Which then kind of lost my interest a bit because it got too many points of articulation. Oh, uh, yeah. But they did a what they called the Robo Skull, and it was kind of like a TIE fighter, but it was a skull. Oh, wow. Um, and it was kind of, it was Palatoy only, and it was made up out of bits of Star Wars toy, and it was a right kit bashed toy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But it was just absolutely crazy. It got laser guns coming out of its eyes and. <laughs> It entertained you. Yes, till you lose the guns in the back garden. Ah, well, I think the Hoover has already ingested a few pieces of Lego from uh, our house, so it'll never be the same again. You can contact them and buy them or get them. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've got the some of the Mario sets, and it's all just mashed up and all mixed together, and he's having fun. Crack on. Have you seen? The Ecto-1 they've just released. No. Ghostbusters car. Oh, it looks amazing. See, I really wanted to get that Steamboat Willy one. They are expensive though, aren't they? Lego is now. Steamboat Willy was about 80 quid, I think. Yes. And I just really liked the fact that the bricks were all, uh, you know, um, grayscale, not black and white, grayscale. And it just looked awesome and I would have really liked to have had that on my shelf and I don't think you can get them anymore, can you? I should have just bought it when I saw it, but... 
You can. Oh, you can. If you want to play Crazy Money. Oh, no, no, no. No, they were available on the website when I saw it first. We, we, I saw it before it was released. It was like, oh, get that, get that. Left it, left it, left it. Mm. Oh, it's sold out now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I debated asking for the Stranger Things one for Christmas. I think that's that were £170, pound, was yeah. it? Looks cool, Something though. Something like that. It does, and then I'm like, do I really want to spend £170 on a Lego model that I will like? Imagine what you could buy for your kitchen for 170 quid. Ah. A full-scale cappuccino machine. Well, if we're going to go back to talking about kitchen stuff, I think we'd better end it here. (laughs) (laughs) End it, end it, end it. (laughs) That little rambling conversation about kitchen wares and cartoons. Hopefully you can join us again next week. Please like us on Facebook at Nerdbunker Podcast, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nerdbunker Pod. Um, if you really like us, you can help fund this podcast by sending some money our way via Patreon. Uh, I don't know if that got a name or anything. Um, Patreon.com slash Nerdbunker Pod. There you go. So thank you for listening, guys, and I'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you very much. See you again. Intro music is Battle Theme by Kamiku, and is used under Creative Commons Zero License. All copyrights are property of their holders, and everything else belongs here in the bunker. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram at NerdBunkerPod and like us on Facebook. Please leave a review as it really helps them out. Thank you for listening.